So welcome back. We are going to continue with this text, texts on um, from some Saint Theodorus. And we are going going to continue with text uh, sixty one. It has been said aptly and appositely by one of the ancients that among the demons opposing us, there are three groups that fight in the front line. Those entrusted with the appetites of gluttony, those that suggest avarice thoughts, and those that incite us to self-esteem. All the other demons follow behind and in their turn attack those already wounded by the first three groups. So he's returning in this text to text number 10 when he talks about three main passions and uh, from which uh, other passions are born. Now he calls these passions demons, like main demons and all three groups, and he uncovers some kind of tactic of demons. And uh, there is like this... Uh, special forces who try to break through our uh, defense line and uh, and uh, if we let them so other are coming behind them uh, so through this text he reminds us or gives us the summary of experience of saints they they uh, which says that well if you are firm in uh, fighting against those three, the main demons or passions, <coughs> you will you will protect yourself from others too. And uh, well, if we read and understand what does mean, who are those demons, so that, or the passions, it is gluttony. Uh, what is the second one? Um, avaricious thoughts. Yes, and, uh, and uh, pride in the end. So uh, it's love towards like carnal or, or sensual, uh, of pleasures or our senses, love towards power. Um, uh, it's great, it's allowed towards uh, riches, money, and allow for like this glory. And uh, if we don't pay attention to those three, three demons, so then we have to expect that if we let one in, others are following. Others are following. <coughs> Today I was uh, uh, talking with Miro. We, we were making one podcast about uh, Saint Theophan the Recluse. Uh, his uh, like warnings uh, against things which which can damage our journey on a correct path. And he says in one part, he says that. There is uh, one uh, almost innocent movement in our human life. 
and it is like springtime, he said. He said that springtime causes that when we see this spring is coming, it's warm, so everybody is like excited. Bees are fly, flying, you know, he said like these little lamps are jumping on meadows, you know, and on fields and everybody's so happy. So he said very easily we somehow become uh, victims of this joy, joy from life. So we can become so joyful what is innocent. But how, how we manage this joy from life is something when we make mistakes and uh, we let ourselves to be drawn to some kind of uh, pleasures from our senses. And this is the beginning of, of destroying of our path. And he was talking about that, that like we have great fast, so we try to really uh, do our spiritual work. We try to deny ourselves, we try to pray more, we try to watch over ourselves. And then Pascha comes. So it is like relax. We okay, we have this bad season behind us. Now we have we can get ourselves a little bit freedom. And usually this is like like trap for us. We don't pay attention. So immediately we go back and all this hard work, spiritual work we did through the great fast is wasted. Did I tell you that story about the man from our, from our previous parish from Slovakia, how he was trying to live? Oh, in short, there was one man and he decided in the beginning of great fast that, well, I'm going to do this fast in really strict way. I will attend all liturgies, I will pray, I will fast, I will deny, I, I will not watch TV and everything. And he did that. He was like really stubborn and he really was following this, his resolutions. And then uh, this great Saturday came and then resurrection evening, this Martin's resurrection. And for him it was, he said, I told myself, oh, all right, you did it, you made it. I said, on Sunday, before liturgy, and he said, he had argument with his wife. And so, on small thing, but this argument caused that really they were fighting hard. So he went for liturgy in so bad condition spiritual that he didn't have courage to come to receive communion. He felt that he's in state. And then, because he was so disgusted over himself, he said, he, he, he said, I, I'm not going home. I'm, at first, I'm going to bar. He had, I, had, I said, one shot, second shot, third shot, beer. I said, I got so drunk that I said, I spent all these, like, 50 days, you know, like, 
like in strict regime and just this one thought that you made it you know this congratulation to yourself and, and so he put this pride inside this satisfaction inside and actually I think that he ascribed this strength or the power to himself I did it not God's grace so he opened doors for demons and the demons they they destroyed everything they destroyed this feast which should be his celebration if he would not act this this way it would bring him this liturgy really spiritual joy because if and you know you know well that if you try to live through great fast in strict way and try hard so you can taste something from this spiritual joy during Pascha. It is it is amazing what what can what can happen, you know. And there was a priest who said once that he was trying like really go strict the same way. And uh, when uh, Martins Resurrection Martins came. Uh, before this resurrection Martins, he just said, well, he said, I expected that a little bit of spiritual joy, you know, from, uh, as a, I wanted to be ready to celebrate Pascha in special way, uh, nothing. You know, my heart is like stone. Uh, it was sad a little bit. He, he thought, I, probably I made mistake, probably I didn't do it very well. But then he said, when he started, when I started to sing first time Christ is risen in front of the door, he said, tears started to flow from my eyes and didn't stop to the end of, of the, uh, of the mountains. I said, it was so amazing, so amazing experience. And we were very thankful to, to God. But well, but he approached this with, Humility, we state. So, look how how little is sometimes is needed to to uh, uh, to open the door. And this was what Stefan was saying about that. That be careful because in this after great fast comes this um, springtime too, and it is connected with this some joy from life and uh, and you know y you can have children who behave well but you know that if they are full of joy somehow and they become so excited so in that state they are able to make a lot of uh, strange things you know there was another or another example it was like this, because we sometimes these senses offers us really these pleasant things, pleas uh, this pleasant feeling from life, this joy of living, joy that there was experience of men who there was like parish some something like parish picnic, 
people from Paris had some kind of, well, a different name, but anyway, let's call it Paris Picnic. And it was great. This some kind of this community created so be- beautiful atmosphere. We know this from our picnics that, well, it it is full of joy that people are enjoying company, talking, and and uh, and so there was like older gentlemen there, and he was really enjoying this atmosphere of this picnic and talking to people. Everybody was laughing, enjoying that. A lot of fun it was there, and. Uh, so somebody offered him like a um, glass of wine. I said, he said, he told me later that well, I never drink. But this joy, you know, I said, ah, okay, today, let's, uh, it's great. So he had this one glass of wine and this, this glass of wine caused it that, well, it hit him and he decided to leave, he was wise enough. But he told me that I realized that how this atmosphere where we are, that it's it's probably joyful atmosphere, and even there there was like not a lot of heavy drinking. It was just a little bit, but he was not used to this. He who he said, I who doesn't drink whole year almost, it was very rarely but just a little bit. How I was moved, like yeah, sure, I will have that glass of wine. I said, and hit him that way that he decided to leave. And the same thing is that we have to be careful because St. Theophan de Recluse, he talks about this springtime, that naturally this joy of life comes very naturally. I said, but we in our time, we have springtime all time. Because there are so many impulses which try to make um, fun, to bring fun to our life. And many times to that measure that we are losing control because we feel well. We are enjoying life. You know, and, and uh, it, is, it is like drug now, I think. And especially if you think about... Uh, uh, this uh, Friday evening, ah, finally, a week of work is gone, so let's go to somewhere to celebrate, to have fun, to go together, to go to bar, enjoy life. Well, those are things which open uh, doors for especially this gluttony. I would say. So it is not only that to pay attention to measure how what I eat, what I consume, what I drink. But I think in present time it is especially this environment in which we live, it is that we are addicted to for excitement and we are searching. You know that that we want one excitement after another, another, another. We we even don't set. We are not satisfied. What naturally life brings us, like the springtime, as Theophan said. But we are searching for this fun times. I we have we have. I I don't know how to translate this. I I was searching, but there is no English equivalent equivalent of. Uh, of the Slovak world, um, 
rostopášnost. Uh, it means that uh, you are like so excited that uh, you are having fun and and uh, this this kind of mood it is that that uh, you well it's easy to do things which you would usually not to do you know and uh, and I think that this is the probably the most others other things are too out towards money but we can identify that easier but but this this kind of um, searching for this joy or for our senses in enjoying life in a wrong way I think that the most dangerous thing here because this stops spiritual life in us, destroys what we built already in our life, and it opens door for others, passions who are entering to our life. Okay, I think that from my side, and and well, there's one thing is that. Uh, It is like, it seems like nothing, but uh, I, uh, one priest said during homily, uh, I heard it probably as a seminarian, is that it's wasting of time to, f to fight against mosquitoes in the room if you leave windows and doors open, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know, it, it was a big problem in Slovakia, we had this mosquitoes problem. Uh, and if you, oh, if you were a child, you forgot to close the door or window, so evening, you got your rewards from your parents. <laughs> you know? And the same thing is, it is if you don't guard our senses and these three main passions, so then we, we can fight against, like, I don't know, other smaller, like, uh, passions or different passions, and nothing happens. We'll, we will be fighting, fighting, and no success. All right. Can we continue? All right. Indeed, <coughs> we have come to know from our own observations that it is not possible for a man to fall into sin or be subject to a particular passion unless he has previously been wounded by one of these three. That is why the devil attacked our Savior with these three thoughts. But our Lord, having shown himself superior to them, commanded the devil to depart in his goodness and compassion, bequeathing to us the victory he had achieved. He assumed a body in all respects like ours, but without sin, and showed us the unerring path of sinlessness by following which we form in ourselves the new man who is formed again according to the image of his creator. So he continues with the theme and he shows us that Christ was tempted by those three demons or three, these three main passions. And uh, 
and, and, and he gives us hope that while we don't need to be scared even if it seems difficult for us because in Christ and with Christ uh, we, have, we have hope and moreover Christ left us uh, the correct path uh, towards, towards uh, holiness towards perfectness and uh, so what is this path? what is this path it is not only the holy fathers they don't understand on this path only sacraments who sanctifies sanctify us but uh, they they think about and they talk about gospel because in the gospel we have Christ's commandments um, and these commandments are they say they compare that those are orders of a general who won the war. Mm-hmm. So Christ won the war against demons and his temptations. So he, as a good commander, gives us instruction how to fight. May we can win too with him. So it is it is something what what uh, what is very important and. Well, we can find it uh, like a refrain. It repeats again, again, again in teaching of Holy Fathers that that we should do this spiritual reading. We should study gospel. We should study teaching those who tells us how to practically live our faith, live our these these instructions, and. Uh, he said, uh, so, so this, this is what they repeat us again and again. This is why, why yesterday I gave this, I offered this challenge or um, suggestion for this upcoming great fast. <coughs> because one thing is for sure, if we are soaked with gospel, if we are soaked with this reading uh, of Holy Fathers, uh, the fight is much easier, and it is not only that we are immediately we can sense temptation very fast and we we know how to react, but uh, it is like uh, it's difficult. It, it, those temptations are not not coming easier. Some. Since they say that the reading of these holy fathers, but we can say at gospel there too, both they compare that that who reads gospel and holy fathers of these writing of saints, that person becomes like like burning furnace, red hot furnace. When you every day put like new fuel there. So you keep this like burning, and one of these elders he said, "Notice that if your stove is red hot, can a fly sit down?" No. So it's it, we are cr- through this exercise we are creating a barrier towards towards these temptations. The many temptations will not come because. 
Dayton Hell Airport. You know, they're like plane, they can go over our heart over our heads, but they cannot land because because there is no place for them. So it is it is good advice what what they are doing and well especially and this is what he's saying that this is the correct path which Christ showed us and uh, on which he 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 is our guide on this path. It's up to us if we do this or not. Yes. Um, kind of getting lost in the understanding of these three beings. Gluttony, I can pretty much understand that more or less. Avaricious thoughts, incitement to self-esteem. Um, I assume that the example with the glass of wine would be gluttony. Well, what is God? Look, under under gluttony, we have to we have to understand many things. You know, it's sometimes we apply to their food, but there is more things. You have gluttony here, and you have daughters of what belongs under gluttony. You can have discharge. You can keep that. You know, so so it is it is uh, something what um, yeah. Uh, it's not only about this glass of wine, uh, and oh, glass glass of wine is not gluttony yet. To have like uh, uh, simple food, it's it's not gluttony yet. Yeah, that, that's what threw me. It's like. One glass of wine, and it may have led this one gentleman because of his, I don't know, whatever, you know. Well, he was not used to. to. Down the path, but you're not saying that just for somebody at a picnic to have a glass of wine is necessarily. No, 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 no. What I mean is that why I use that, he didn't drink at, at all. But this fun he experienced, oh, this this wild joy, kind of, kind of led him to have this wine. Usually, if it is normal Sunday or day, he would never had. Right. But well, this movement in heart, this I would say, this wild joy, this this fun without measure, was forced him or or bled him to do things he usually doesn't do. Kind of like the TGIF, uh, thank, thank God it's Friday, <coughs> now we've been working hard all week, now we can go out and, exactly. just, and just let go yeah. of every discipline. Yeah. That, that's what you Yeah, this is what I meant. How does that, you know, how does that tie into the temptations of Christ? Like they talk, I, I know bread would be well, this is gluttony, because all because look one thing is that uh, as you see on this chart, it is not all gluttony is like main name for many other things, and it means usually if I can help you with that, it is that. Uh, 
everything what you are doing without measure, without moderation, goes under gluttony. You know, everything what you do to please your senses without measure falls under this term, gluttony. Does it make sense? Yeah, I'm kind of looking at this like... like um, you have to span a, a There are like connections, so you will see. Yeah, yeah. They go up and they go down, so I'll have to look at it a little All bit right. more. But the, but the point being that, that then avarice... Avarice... I'm just trying to connect avarice and self-esteem... Greed. He was tempted to make stones into bread, okay? He was hungry. Yeah. Uh, he'd been fasting. And he said, nope. Okay. I'm going to do that. Um, it looked like it would have got along. However he said it, I can't remember. But then, then the devil took him up on the, the temple and said, throw yourself down. Uh, that's what, self-esteem? Or, yes. Avarice? That's self-esteem. So the second one would be when he took him up and said, I will give you all of this. All the kings of the world I'll give to you. if you Property. And that that's the last that, one. Oh, that's the first one. The second one. That's the second one. Oh, really? And, yeah. And then he said, I'll give you all the kingdom if you bow down to me. And he said, that's, that would be avarice because, uh, well, it doesn't matter which order they were in. But anyway, uh, that would be avarice because he's offering him uh, earthly stuff. Okay, earthly stuff to, to satisfy power and, and might and wealth and all that. So power, the third, money, yeah, wealth, that's all that's, that's all average. Wealth. Yeah. And then the second, the third one, or whichever one, the, the um, throwing himself down is to show off. You know, it's like, look at me, the angels are going to come down and save me, I'm not going to get the ground. So... Um, My glory will be revealed. Yeah, and I can that's show everyone how, how miraculous I am and all that. that and that would be self-esteem. That would be right. Vanity. It's okay, no problem. At least oh, you help bring more clarification to this. Well, that's why I came here because I I read the book and I get con, con, you know and unless unless I can get people listen to the podcast, which I don't always get around to. I have to go on the computer. And do all Right. in the context of my life Good. and our life you know, together in this parish mm-hmm. like real people do this you know, it's not just, <laughs> <laughs> we're here every Monday <laughs> it's not just the monks monks aren't real well I mean they live way back when and they live in, you know they're living in the monastery and you know it's, it's, it depends well, which monastery and whose monks? Oh, I suppose. They had their problems. Yeah. Well, everything goes to our own decision. You know, that, look, uh, one thing is the gospel is the same. There is no different gospel for monks. No, but we live it in a different context. In family life. In yeah, but still, uh, we, have to, uh, we have to keep the same commandments. 
Yeah. You know, they, they uh, for example, they have uh, like this, I would say, when they say it all, they have like, they promise to be poor. But we are called, all Christians, to live a simple life. Life in simplicity. You know, they are giving up everything. Well, we cannot do this. But we are ordered to give, give alms. Mm-hmm. The same way as they give away everything. So, okay, this is way of life for them. Honestly, takes care of them. But because we cannot do this, then we are obligated to give alms. So it is, it is well, different ways, but we are living the same gospel. There are, like I find, there's different, different decisions I make every day, like, well, I have this much money, I can do this with it, I can buy something, maybe I need something for my family, maybe I just think I need it. Sure, sure, and you know. So that involves some different decisions and also opportunities to maybe be a little selfish. It should not be. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, one thing is that, and this is uh, a little bit, it's difficult for us, you know, to fully understand uh, for us who grew up in the like Western civilization, I would say, because um, um, East, this, this uh, Middle East, and and uh, um, then Slavic, this part of Russia, Ukraine, and down to Romania. It's uh, when this civilization was now. It's still. Let's go 100 years ago, and to see that this this um, presence of this this or this spirituality formed some kind of whole culture, and how to see that, and uh, because of that, many few years ago we talked about that that uh, in some places was almost very natural that that. Even married people, they saw their marriage or their life in some way like monastic life. And and what happened was happening many times that when they like took uh, when their children got married and they left house, so usually they went to monasteries to to finish their life in monastery. And it was not something like strange decision. It was just continuation of their life. You know, they one phase was ended and now they were and and it was it seems like strange for us because we see those things, this world like very separated. But uh Maybe because in the West we know all these congregations, different kinds of monks and, and nuns, 
But on the east, you have only a monk and a nun. You don't have these different monks. Well, there are a few who came like uh, daughters of these Roman Catholics. There are, it was like Eastern branches they made. <coughs> but, but originally there was no, there's just monastery, you know, a monastics. Now, I noticed that there's not like all these teaching orders and No, 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 no. Well, look, each monastery has own typic on the East. Typic, it means way of life. So you can find monasteries of Eastern monastery when these, for example, are more dedicated to silence. Some are more dedicated to hospitality. Even like to teaching, there is a need. You know, but but well, uh, it but it is not done that okay. Our founder had this charisma, so we follow this. No, no, not this way. It comes out from naturally. If monastery is in some kind of area, and this area there's a need for teachers, catechists, so they become catechists. They help on this field. If um, but 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 priority is this life in solitude and silence and prayer this is the main main goal mm-hmm. you know and uh, but how to live that you can go from monastery to monastery you can find differences mm-hmm. you know that uh, that how they live that but the goal is the same the goal is God to live gospel okay let's continue David teaches us to hate the demons with perfect hatred, inasmuch as they are the enemies of our salvation. This hatred is most necessary for the task of acquiring holiness. But who is the man who hates his enemies with perfect hatred? He who no longer sins either in act or in thought. Yet so long as the instruments of our friendship with them, that is to say, the things that provoke the passions, are still present in us, how shall we achieve such a hatred against them? For a self-indulgent heart cannot nurture this hatred within itself. Okay, quite difficult <coughs> text. And uh, for sure, until, until we don't reach this, this passion, this state when we are free from this activity of passions in us. uh, He said that then we we have this perfect hate because we really don't even don't react to these temptations. But, well, until we reach that state he is talking about, we have to use this faculty of our soul anger in correct way the main times we we see anger as something wrong and many times it is because it expresses our bad decision our uh, not the loving process uh, not the loving acting towards others especially reaction if bad uh, reaction or passions but while anger is something what is good if we use it good. 
at first this movement in us, this anger, should be directed towards towards sin, towards our invisible enemy, in order to come to that state when uh, uh, we are free from these passions. And then we are perfect in response. Uh, it's quite difficult to uh, to to do this, but uh, uh, I I think that very because where is that 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 measure which we are supposed to use and how we are supposed to use our anger to conquer passions, and because many times we can cross the line, and this anger can become sinful in us, even in good thing. And uh, I think that for me the best explanation of this is that we should imagine this, that, that we are dressed in bright white cloth. And we are walking through streets, through like city or whatever somewhere outside so we are very careful where which step we are making what we are going to touch where we are going because we don't want to stain this whiteness of our dress and if there are people who are not very careful and they somehow they come to us and they want to touch us or push us or whatever and to cause like some kind of stain of our dress we act angrily towards them don't don't touch me don't come don't approach me you are dirty you know so <laughs> so this is this anger we should have we should use this anger to create this protective wall against temptations which are coming and it is it is like really something what uh, how we should understand that you know it is the same way how we uh, try to keep ourselves uh, from people or separated from people who are toxic we used to say now mm -hmm. You know, so we, we really pay attention to go away from them. And the same thing, and, and, and many times when they try to come to us, so really it can bring some kind, even like this a movement of anger, and we, we say this, no, stay where you are, don't come to me, or whatever. So this anger in us causes that we make this, barrier that we make this distance because we want to save ourselves in the same way the same thing some kind of movement should be in us when we see temptation it should <clears throat> raise in us this angry answer we solve what is going on this temptation and we say no you know go away i don't want anything with that and uh, we have to be uh, 
uh, very, very um, uh, careful to do this. And uh, we should not listen to some kind of uh, remember that that uh, because there is a temptation in us to uh, because why we want to love others love our neighbors and sometimes it causes that we are crossing borders and we put ourselves to danger. You know, that... Uh, I don't know if I told you that story about that priest who started to work among young people after ordination. And so he was trying to adjust to them and talk like he they are talking and to listen to music they were listening to, to hang out with them. And um, they, they healed him actually one of these young people held him, he told Father, shouldn't you want us to be like you are? Why are you trying to be like we are? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it was a very good question he said this question, it was like punch for him and he really realized that his approach was, well intention was good but even these young people, they realize this is not what is right. So we have to we have to really pay attention uh, that maybe are able to recognize what is right, what is correct, and we should not uh, even like these movements. Uh, it is it is if I avoid some people, avoid some company, or we don't. I am not going to that direction. So. If I'm doing that because I want to protect myself, so it's fine, it's wise. I'm supposed to do this. And that's the loving thing to do, right? To, to protect myself so that possibly they will. No, look, priority for us is our salvation. Mm-hmm. You know, so if, if I uh, would. Profit, it is there if we go like beyond like some kind of borders and we stain our soul in some way just because we want to look, be nice to others. You know, so what kind of profit is for us? Nothing. It is not even good deed because we are losing our salvation if it is something sinful. I think that's an important thing for me to hear because we live, I think, in, in mostly in my adult life in the church, all I've heard is you got to love everybody. And when I grew up, though, in the pre Vatican II church, they always taught us about don't go with bad company. They talked about bad company, Think people that were drawn into sin, you know, avoid those. Well, look, one thing is that it's, it seems like uh, it is not to, to keep this distance from bad company. This is for sure. 
You know, like St. Isaac Syrian, he says, if one of your brothers, I think he is smiling, he's showing teeth, leave his company. He says that we are like monks, if they just don't uh, restrain, it's dangerous for you, leave it. Go away, even among monks, you know, so. But it seems at first that it is something like not loving approach. But truth is that it is loving approach. Because if I try to protect myself, if I try to protect my salvation, yes, I am, I am, uh, uh, maybe it seems that I'm avoiding some kind of company, but in the other hand, I'm showing higher level or uh, I'm showing this dignity of Christian life. And this is something what brings questions and maybe impulses for others to, to live. They, look, one thing is that uh, I was, uh, we were together, so our first four years uh, of elementary school was in Bachko when I grew up. So four years we spent there. I was number one in the class. You know, it was great. I didn't need to learn a lot of, I was, it was easy. Then from fifth grade to eighth grade, we went to city uh, close by, and there were like more of these. And suddenly I realized that I am somewhere in the middle, <laughs> you know, and it was like a surprise <laughs> for me. It was very difficult to acquire new habits, how to learn more, how to study more, because there are more smart kids there, you know, so it was tough. I was so disappointed that it didn't work as I was used to. And, and you know that, that it's always like if there, if you, if you put yourself to company of people who reach some kind of higher quality, it pushes you to reach the quality, you know, and uh, for example, another example, when we are growing up, so I used this example many times that Sunday was like when it was, you could feel that. You went out from house and you knew it's Sunday because so silence it was in the township. So silence. And if there was a guy who said, I am not believing God, and he started like to, to cut wood, everybody knew in the township <laughs> that bad guy, what he's doing, you know, he's disturbing. And true is that they didn't have courage to do this because they, 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 they felt that well, it is not natural for us. So they adjusted to this higher level. You know, they followed Christian way of spending Sunday. You know, and, and even if they wanted to do something, they needed help, they couldn't fight help now. But now, 
Now, because slowly, like it was destroyed, this culture. So, even Christians are doing those things before this guy was ashamed of to do this. But you can notice something else. Uh, those who say that don't believe God, they go even like deeper. They have lower standard. You know, it was like that when I grew up, not not to the extent that you say of somebody chopping wood, but we didn't go, there was no stores open yeah. when I grew up on Sunday. You know, all that stuff. Well, what I mean is that what I'm trying to tell through this is that it's good for us and we should keep this higher standard. Mm-hmm. We should not adjust to those who are doing bad, uh, not correct things just because we want to please them, we want to be nice to them. I don't say to go and fight with them, I don't say to swear at them or, you know, no, 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 I'm just saying that choose your standard and keep your standard, which is a called gospel. And if you are then, you are creating something higher which is worthy to follow. Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, well, I will finish it. Right, so. It's a violation of Sabbath, really. Yeah. <laughs> I give us and then I tell you something. All right. Thank you very much.